Good afternoon to everyone tuning in today for episode 196 of the Tree Talk podcast. To myself, Jack Neville, Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Matt is back after a lovely holiday, so I'm sure we'll ask him about that after the intro. We're going to go through football and hurling, ladies football and camogie. A huge weekend we just had and one more to come, so stay tuned for all that and more. The pressure in the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Nemrick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Welcome back, Matt. Uh, I suppose I'll probably ask you for the lot of numbers this week. Because you managed you managed to go away on the nicest week we arguably ever had in Ireland. So I don't know where you got information from, but uh, you were in one of the, the best spots in Ireland as well for, for a week long of sunshine down in Dingle. Oh, yeah, well, it's, I, I think it's my 40th or 41st year without a break going down there, you know? You know, so yeah. um, it's it's kind of our second home down there. But, um, yeah, it was really, really warm, Jack. Nearly, uh, too warm, if that's possible. Like, because uh, on one day, anyway, they, 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 the temperature in the car was uh, 30 degrees, you know, which old guys like me, Jack, I'm able to, I'm able to endure it, unfortunately. But, um. I, it was lo- it was lovely down there, but I'll tell you, your time there was limited because you had to stay away from the real hot, you know, particularly in the afternoons. Yeah, it was it was like being in a, in a, in a foreign country last week. Um, I know our, our under-19s had a game on Friday and I'd been involved in the background team with that. And it just, it was bad enough watching the game, not to mind playing it. So credit you to those boys. But um, yeah, look, it was it was a glorious week um, in the sunshine. Thank God we got some games in it. How did you find being away? From the games, did you miss it? Were you able to relax? Awful, awful, Jack. Um, I, I, I just can't let go of the games, really. You know, um, they're, they're such an integral part of my life now for so long that um, it's it's all about games and it's all about what's happening at the weekend. But look, it was nice to get a break away, in fairness, and, um, you know, to put down the pen for a while. And um, But sure, look, it's back to full steam again this week now. And, Really, really looking forward. Really looking forward to the next couple of weeks because, like, we're going to have, um, we're really going to have some defining rounds and in in the various championships and um, things are hotting up and you know and in in the football championship and 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 I know you'll be discussing it in a minute, Jack. Things things will be are really really going to hot up this weekend, you know. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of like in golf. Is it moving day? Is is Friday or Saturday? I suppose this will be our round, round three. And we'll get into all that and everything. But I know you were away last week, so you didn't get your chance to give your thoughts on the, the hurling you had. And a huge thanks to John Keogh again, who was brilliant in your absence. But before we get on to the football, um, we obviously now have an appear streak going two from two. Valley Brown or two from two in the hurling, um, the Premier Intermediate Champions. But on the senior hurling, 
Um, the Pierce were very impressive. I know you were at that game against Kilmallock, and we would have said yeah. that Kilmallock were the farm team coming into it. They were county champions, but the Pierce just find a way to get it done, don't they? Yeah, they they got the job done. Uh, I I thought that um, I had tipped Kilmallock to win it by a point, and um, it, it it happened to be the other way around, and. Um, I, I thought Kilmallock had a very, very poor first half. Well, that, that's a simplistic explanation of it. And it, 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 that would not do justice to what was a very, very good performance, I thought, by Napierstrick in the first round. But I'd have to say overall about the game, Jack, that it was a good game, highly entertaining game, good-sized crowd, lovely evening, lovely venue over in Dune. But I, I, I'm not sure that either side was at full capacity. I think that I, I think there's a lot more in both of them. And um, Kilmallock came back in, 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 in the third quarter and um, uh, the Connor Hanley Clark um, Shane O'Brien combination uh, conjured up a, a great goal. Um, it was Connor Hanley Clark delivered it. Um, Shane caught it and in a very, very tight space, ballooned it into the net. Um, and um, that, that put Kilmallock ahead at that stage. And I thought the Pearsick were flagging a little bit. And Kilmallock got a couple of chances um, to extend their one-point lead and, and spun them. And I thought the introduction of Tommy Grimes um, in the last 15 minutes from the Pearsick made a very, very big difference. He got on the ball. He won a number of balls. And he brought new energy in, in, around, um, uh, in, in around the middle third there. And um, in typical the Pearsick... Uh, fashion. Um, Napierstrick don't do panic in those type of situations. And and they, they, they just came back and closed out the game impressively. But I would have to say, and I repeat it again, Jack, that I left doing that day, that evening absolutely convinced that neither side was was at at full throttle, let's say. And Jack, to, to, to take, you know, to take a very wise or uh, a very brave pundit you know, to bet against these two clubs being rightly involved uh, come the concluding stages of the championship. You know, I know Dune will will probably have a say yeah. in it, Catholics will, and others will have a say in it. But but, but these t- these teams look to be very, very, very strong at this point, you'd have to say. Yeah, I suppose we'll have that break now for, for the football for a fortnight for teams to, to regather. We also saw Bailey Brown are gone two from two. But at the group two, it's very hard to see who will come up with them because Mungret, South Liberties, Gary Flan and KP all have two points. Um, and Black Rock aren't too far behind. They haven't the points yet. But we'll get on to that when we're talking about Hurling in, in a fortnight's time. We did have games last week in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. I suppose no rest for the wicked. And look, we've been on about this ever since we started. It was how good the Premier Intermediate Championship is. <laughs> and again, it's kind of a case of Everybody beats everybody. But I suppose from your point of view, Glenroo are top joined with Brough. So it was a good weekend um, for yourself there. Were you home for that game? No, I wasn't home for it. I I wasn't home for it. Um, You you know, obviously I'm surprised that Glenroo were there. I didn't pick him as as four potential semi-finalists and I put my hand up on that. And um, But of course, I, I am extremely pleased I couldn't be more pleased, actually. Um, I, I, I'm surprised at the top of the table, Jack. But as I, as I was saying to you up here, I'm even far more surprised at the bottom of the table. That, yeah. that Capamore that are pointless after three games. Because 
I would have fancied Capo Moore, not because they were runners-up last year or not because the runners-up of the last couple of years became the champions the following year. But I, I thought there was something going for Capo Moore. But Jack, they may not be out of the race yet. Mathematically, they're still in no. the race. If they win their four games, they will take them to eight points. But that comes with a little bit of a caution. Since the championship was inaugurated in 2014, only once, only one club with less than eight points has succeeded in making to the semi-final. And that was Brough in 2019. They got through on seven points. So, like, the target for anybody to get to the quarter-final is eight points. So you can see um, you don't have to be Euclid um, to um, to determine that anything other than four wins at this stage, and it could be goodbye to championship hopes for Cap Moore. Now, they have, a, yes. they have a couple of big games coming up, and, and um, it, it will be very, very interesting to see uh, will they regroup during the break and to what extent they will re regroup. Because it's all or nothing now. It's four wins or nothing. Four wins are out, you know. But it's it's a it's a phenomenal championship if if you look at it and talk of a farm guide, Jack. The, the simple fact of the matter is there is none. There is none. Oh, like, isn't any. Black Rock Hammer, Effin in the first round. Uh, sorry, Bruff Hammer, Effin in the Bruff, first yeah. round. Rough draw with Nakani in the second round, and Effin hammer Nakani in, in the third round. So where's the farm guy there? You know, now there are yes, countless it's... other there are countless other examples of it, and and um, uh, in it. But that that's that's only one. So it, it you know what we keep saying about this championship since it was inaugurated in 2014, it never stops giving. And the greatest certainty about it, Jack, is the uncertainty. But it, yeah. it's a phenomenal competition. There is great hurling being played in it. And, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that because Glenroe are on top now, but, um, um, you, you know, it, it, it has never failed to deliver from a hurling point of view and, or from an excitement no. point of view. Yeah, I know. It definitely hasn't. And just run through the results, Bruff, 117 to 114. Winners over Drummond and Lacca. Effin, as you said, were big winners. 25 points to 190 against Nakani. Monlin beat Newcastle 217 to 111. And then Glenroo, obviously, 224 to 18-point winners over Capamore. We do have a break in that championship for a while, and we'll have four more rounds to play. And I, It's really hard to call a winner, I suppose. Last year, Mungert and KP, alongside Munger here four, were the outstanding candidates. But this, this year, it's kind of hard to see Effin and Bruff, or Effin and Glen, Glenroo and Bruff were both on five. Effin and Monlin on four, Newcastle on three, and Nakania on one, and Capmore pointless, um, and Drummond Black have two. So it's anyone's but game, but we will, we will get to But to be worth noting among those, a... those four wins that you called out there, Jack, was a phenomenal recovery by Bruff, who had fallen nine points behind early on to, yeah. to, to Drummond Black and came back, and it was a Bruff team without Sean Finn. Came back mm. to win, the, the, game, the, win the game by, by three points. Um, now, happily, David Reedy is back in it and 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 playing um, and starting. He didn't start the first two games, I think. Um, so, um, you know, it, behind those figures is 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 a story like that, which is from a broad point of view, is a very good news story. Not so good for Drummond Attacker. Yeah, but I suppose that was that was the hurling we had last week, and the hurling 
will return the first weekend in September. But for now, we're on to the football, Matt, and return, I suppose, the Senior Football Championship is, I suppose, where we're going to start today. We have a full list of fixtures. And we'll go through, uh, I suppose, Group 1 first. And we start on Thursday with Father Casey's versus Monlean in McNeville at quarter seven. All the games are, are on a quarter seven. Um, on Friday, Newcastle West play Galbally in Kilmallock. And then on Sunday, Clahan versus Ula and Carrick on Lish. Um, Casey Moline is, is a real standout fixture for me with the fact that we've we've seen Casey's threatened for so long. They're two from two so far. Moline, I got to the semi-final last year and lost Newcastle by a point. You know, are always there, thereabouts. That you'd imagine they'll be in the top two, top three at the end of it. But whoever can get the win on Thursday can kind of put down that marker straight away. Even though Moline will only go 11 points with Potter Casey's if they win, that it's it's more than just two points an offer on Thursday evening. Uh, it is. It, 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 in, in the context of the group, it's, it's a very, very big game. And I, you know, just looking at the group in its totality, um, it, 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 it would be, a, a, you know, a brave man that would bet against I, both of these sides being involved in the, in, in the three that will come out of the group. But um, um, for the cases have had a very, very good start to the championship with victories over Ula and Clahan. And um, uh, the, 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 the victory in the first round against Ula might be somewhat flattering, Jack, in that I think they scored, was it 2-4 or something in injury time? 2-4, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, which, which, which has landed Ula in all sorts of problems in terms of scoring difference. Um, Monolene lost the first round to, to, to Newcastle West, but you know have, have since have since bounced back with a win over Galbley, and um, I, I I think this this game is going to be very very close. All all games between these sides are close. It's a game nearly Jack, and and you spoke about it um, at the outset. We're into the round now where things begin to happen. Where, where, where the group sort of split into top and bottom, the top contenders and the bottom, and they were those trying to s- scramble away from relegation. And in the context of staying among the contenders, you know, I think it's a very, very important game for Mona Lean. And um, like they, they, they will want to, they, 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 they will want to put down a marker, um, especially after the break now, and and. Um, uh, Father Casey's like, yeah, right. They have they have four points. Now they have they have some difficult games coming up, and it, the, the the difficult games start right now with 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 um, and Newcastle West down the line, and they, they certainly need the four points that they have. Um, I, I I think this game is going this game is going to be very very difficult, and I think it's going to be it's going to be challenging for Father Casey's to make it three wins from three, Jack. Yeah, I'll get to your, I'll get to your predictions um, at at the end of the podcast. But it, it's I suppose it's repeated last year's quarter final as well when Monline were victorious. But the other yeah. two games, then Newcastle are two from two already. They play Galbally and Clahan play Ula and the other games. Well, okay, your predictions, Matt. I suppose anything to watch out for here. Newcastle West, I suppose, will have played three weeks in a row. That could be somewhat of a hindrance to Jimmy Lee's team. Yeah, With well, the Premier Intermediate Championship. The one, the one thing that I, I, I would say about this game, Jack, is that um, the one club that has given um, 
Newcastle West, a hell of a lot of trouble in recent years have been Galbally. And mm. none more so than last year when, when they lost by 11 points to nine and Kilmallock. I was at the game and they were distinct, Galbally were distinctly unlucky in injury time not to have been awarded a penalty. And um, in, in which case, if they converted it, they, 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 they'd have won the game. Now, Newcastle West have had a good win already over over um, over, over Mona Lee in, 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 the, in the first round. And yeah. I saw him in the second round against Ula. And, and whatever it is about Ula, that uh, they seem to flag on the home straight. Um, uh, Newcastle West really didn't put the game to bed until the third closing stages. And right at the very death, um, uh, Brian Nix got a goal, uh, which to me, they started, um, it was a fine goal, well, well worked goal, well executed by Brian. But to me, it just, it, it just started the, the, the scoreline. Because um, I, I, and I thought it was rough justice on Ula. And certainly, I suppose it was a throwback again um, to the way that uh, capitulated. On in injury time against um, against um, against two, against Father Cases, so like no. As as for Galbally, Galbally have only a point to show, Jack, and that was um, uh, <laughs> some of the Galbally people have admitted to me since um, that it was daylight robbery <clears throat> that they got a draw against Clahan because the goal came right at the end against the run of play. Clahan did look to have done everything to win the football match, but wasn't able to see it out. And they've since lost to Mona Lean. Um, Galbally will challenge Newcastle West. Whether it will be good enough to get a win or to um, uh, to de derail um, Newcastle West's relentless march through the group, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I suppose for Clahan and Ula. For Clown, especially the the case is Monlin game will have been played by the time they take the and sold the other game. But in if Monlin lose, Clahan know they can go into to second or third outright, which could be John real the final factor that they can actually grab. As you said, this is round three. It's very important they can actually grab where it's off the neck here. But similarly for Ula, you know if if they go into the fourth round pointless, you're kind of saying it's kind of beyond them. So like I mean it it really is a kind of a vital weekend. For, for all the teams, or I suppose the teams without the win so far, it takes on more importance that if you don't win this weekend, you're looking down instead of looking up. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, Jack. That's that's a summation. Like, you know, as as I already said, like the, the group more or less uh, uh, splits into the haves and the have-nots, you know, the haves that are that are fighting for those three places and the have-nots, those who are trying to avoid the, the, the drop. Ula Jack in both games against Father Cases and against um, a, a, against um, Newcastle West, they've been competitive for fifty-five, almost sixty minutes. And if Kim Downey and his management team work on it over there in Ula for the last three weeks, I'm sure it's the one thing that they will be emphasised on, on. Can they be competitive for sixty odd minutes? Yeah, and if if they do, they're quite capable of turning their season around. Now, I, I, I'm not saying that they that they can turn it around uh, to the extent maybe they, they might prove me wrong on this. Um, to the extent that they may yet qualify for the knockout stages. Um, but um, 
I, I, I think they're quite capable of, of turning it around um, to consolidate and, and to be safely away from relegation. Now, you know, from a relegation point of view, and, you know, you're coming into round three out of five, you, you have to talk about it um, because it's a reality. And it, it's particularly a reality for two teams going into round three that have one point between them. Like for, mm. for the loser, it, it's going to be a serious situation. And these are the bottom two. It, it's going to be a serious situation. So, um, well, Galbley are in the mix as well with just one point. But, um, yeah, it's huge for Clahan. And, of course, Clahan, if, if Father Casey's beat Mona Lee, as you rightly said, Jack, they, they, they will have a target, and the target will be just to get above Monaleen, not just to get above Monaleen, but to get right in there to in, 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 into the, 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 the knockout places of, of the competition, into the top three, which it is. And, and um, they, at least they will have a target. So it, that, that, that's going to be a very, very, very interesting game. Yeah, I suppose moving on to, to Group 2... It's hardly a bit more linear. There's two teams on four, two on two, and two on zero. But just running through the fixtures on Friday night, Pellelanders versus Kalyan Palace Kennery in Carcon Lish. Um, Saturday, it's Adair versus Ballystine in Ball Garden. And then on Sunday, you've Kieran's versus Skeletons in Kilmallock. All those games on a quarter to seven. Um, I suppose the first game, and again, close to your heart, Pellelanders versus Kalyan Palace Kennery. Um, similarly to what we were saying about Ula and Clahan and Galbley. Uh, uh, KP and Badlands have no points yet. You know, again, if you're going into round four with no points, you're really backs against the wall. But conversely, if you can get a win here, you know, it, it can kickstart. You'll have another. If you could come out of the scenario with two wins in round three and four, it'll give you so much momentum going into round five. But whoever loses this game, you have to say it's favours for the drop then. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair analysis, Jack, because... Um, what it actually means is that um, whoever loses the game has to get a win and a draw from the remaining two games, unless unless more than um, two teams finish on the same points at the bottom, when scoring difference would come into it. But whenever, when, when I was looking, looking back on what has happened in the championship in anticipation of this particular game, and to see that the... the, the the performances of the two teams, whilst they may be bottom jack, their performances haven't been bad, and they, 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 they've been very, very close. We 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 saw the situation; they've both been beaten by St. Kieran's. Now, Kildare Palace Kennery were were leading St. Kieran's deep deep into the last ten minutes, and um, yeah. but for an unfortunate um, having a penalty saved. Like it was game set and match for Kildare Palace Kenbury. Likewise, St. Kieran's um, fell seven points behind Ballylanders with 20 minutes to go, and in the remainder of the game scored 1 5 without reply. So you, you can see that, both, that they were both quite, quite near. Now, um, Kildare Palace Kenbury put up a more than creditable performance against the Dare for a long, long period. They seriously, seriously challenged them, and for a while looked as if they were going to upset him. Now, Barry Landers were beaten in the first round by your own club, Barry Steen. And, um, but again, they, 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 they fought back but couldn't close the gap like they, 
they gave Ballystine a lead and they were, you know, too much of a lead and they, they just weren't able to close the gap. So whilst these two teams are bottom, whilst these two teams are pointless, I don't think these teams are without hope because no. they, 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 their performances, I, 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 I think the level of their performances have, has not been reflected on the points table. You know, I, I think they're both a bit unlucky that, 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 that they haven't got a win, a win each out of this. And, and um, like St. Kieran's are riding high on, on, on four points. You know, but um, like really, really, they rode their luck on, on both games um, to, to beat both um, Kildare, Palace, Kenry and Bellylanders. Going to be a very interesting game. Context of the championship, absolutely huge. For the loser, there is no way back when it comes in terms of, 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 of championship success or mounting a challenge for the championship. Because with three defeats, that, that, that is virtually impossible um, to find a way in there to the top three. Um, it, it's crucial, Jack. It's an absolutely crucial game. As, as they say, Jack, in Carrick and Dish on um, Friday evening, it's going to be squeaky bones time. Yeah. It, it will. And then I suppose the other two games are a mix of, I suppose, Palestine versus Dare. Dare have two wins, Palestine have one. And then likewise, Kieran's have two wins and Galtig Gales have one. Um, you know, there's a real chance there for, for Palestine and Galtig Gales to, I suppose, bring the, the runaway leaders back into contention. You know, if, if Galtig Gales win, they'll go level, they'll go ahead to Kieran's and, and say for Palestine, um, you know, with the, with the head-to-head more than like, well, it, I suppose it depends on the results. But, if you were to, to call one of those teams to get the win against, we'll say, Kieran's or Adair, who would you be leaning towards? I, I, I'd be leaning towards Galtig Gales, I have to say, Jack. Um, because, but having said that, I, I, I say it with the caveat that, that and I, I mentioned how um, Galbley consistently make life difficult for, for um, Newcastle West. Ballysteen have the same habit of making life very, very difficult for Adair. So um, I, I, I think this is anything but a gimme for Adair. Um, I, I, I think it's, 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 it's a tough game. Um, now, they, they've had two wins under their belt, as you rightly said, against them. Um, I saw them in the first round against Galtig Gales, and I was quite impressed with them. Now, Galtig Gales on, 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 this, on, this, on that particular evening were down Morris O'Sullivan, Tom Tom Childs and Sean McGrath, which, you know, uh, three massive, massive players. Um, but um, I, I was still impressed by him. But, you know, I, I think Kildaimo, um really threw down the gauntlet to him. And um, uh, I, I think Palestine will, 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 will push him. Um, but if you, the, the original question, um, who did I think was most likely to topple a day or, or St. Kieran's. I, I, I still go with the Gales. I was impressed with the Gales in their performance against Palestine, Jack. I have to say yeah, that. And, um, yeah, they, 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 it, it was a good football game, first of all. A very good football yeah, game. And, and um, both sides, you know, um, had these games been on the week after that game, both, the, both of these sides could win with a level of confidence. But what the three-week break will do now, I'm, I, I, I'm not so sure. 
But we're in for two very, very interesting games. And um, it certainly isn't a gimme for Adair, although, you know, I, I think Adair will probably win and you'll be coming to the predictions shortly. And and um, But I, I think that they'll be in for a difficult afternoon, though. Yeah, but the boys have done very well against Adair in recent years. But Adair, I suppose, like the Pearsig are readable in the group stages. I'd say they've only lost maybe two or three games since they got promoted in the group stages in uh since 2017 like so that'll show the pedigree they have but um i'll get you, i'll get your predictions in a while map we will we'll move from the men's game in into the ladies football game and we had two rounds of action over over the last two weekends um and just i suppose to kind of round up in the senior grade monegay the defending champions are two from two but outside of that then it's kind of anyone's game old mill beat st bridget's in the first round but then they were defeated by Drum Broadford at the weekend. So in Group 1, you have Monaghan at the top of the table with two wins, then Drum and Old Mill bought a win each in St. Bridget's. Without a win, then, in Group 2. Go on, Matt. Yeah, Sorry, it, just in Group 1, then, um, it, 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 it's, it's absolutely fascinating in that you have a straight shootout for the semi-final place between Monaghan and Old Mill who meet in the final round. Because... Were all mill to win it, they'd move to four points, and they'd be they'd be well unless drum, uh, uh, drum might upset it in in if they if they beat Bridget's could very well upset it, and that it could come could could come down to scoring difference. They 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 yeah, certainly it, be in the mix. It's it, it's absolutely it, fascinating. But but just to explain just to explain to the viewers and the listeners how the competition works, there are seven teams contesting the Limerick Senior. Ladies Football Championship, divided into two groups of four and three, played on a round robin basis. The top, te- top team in each group goes through to the semi final. The teams, the team plays second and third in group two, go through to the quarterfinals. Sorry, the teams play second in each group, goes through to the quarterfinals. Now, uh, as as does the team place third in Group One, and the fourth quarterfinal place is between the side that finishes fourth in Group One and the side that finishes third in Group Two. Yeah. So uh, now, if you want a Castlemahan, for instance, now without wanting to hop onto Group Two, Johanna Castlemahan, Jack, who a couple of weeks ago, don't forget, won Division One of the league. And they've lost. They've lost both of their matches to St. Elvis and to Belly Landers. They, they, they lost to to, to Belly Landers on on uh, on Monday night, under Tuesday night, under under the floodlights of lightning, uh, because lightning was flying in Cooley Ruas. Tommy Tom Fox in his photograph, as you probably say, which has gone viral, um, graphically yes. graphically caught with his camera, but um, in normal circumstances. Um, they would be out of the competition, and but no, they 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 will have a playoff with the team that finishes fourth in Group One for a quarterfinal place, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does, and and to go in, you mentioned that. I, group, I think group, I think uh, you're looking a bit amused, Jack, but that's the way it no, is. No, no, I was I was amused by the photo because I actually thought it was, apparently it's it's fake. A lot of people have said that it's fake. I, I was one of the ones that believed it was real. 
So I was working at that. But I suppose in Group 2, you have a straight shootout when we come back um, between St. Aylby's and Ben Landers for that top spot, as you said, yeah. Fiona, now to, to finish third. So, you know, that game takes on a huge importance that the winners will have that by straight through the semi-final. The losers will go into a quarter-final and, and face a potentially tricky opponent um, on the other side. But I suppose from the early rounds, Group 2 seems to be a, a tougher group. I think it's fair to say. I know there's only three teams in it. But would are you better off having those tough challenges early or like Mona Gay, who just look, I suppose, a cat so far to, you know, build up into and hit your peak later on in the championship. It's kind of a, it's a hard one to call so far. Well, Aylby's have been considerably strengthened this year, Jack, by the the return of of, um, uh, Mairead Kavanagh, who was absent last year, and by by the arrival of Grania McKenna, the Tyrone player, or Tyrone or Monaghan player, she's she she's playing with St. Elbys this year. And in in their first round win over Fiohana, former Limerick captain, home from Dubai, Caroline Hickey made an appearance. So it, it, it will depend how long Caroline will be around for, which will be a huge asset to him if she's back this year. So, you know, they they, they can really mean business. Now they ha- by my reckoning they have to travel to Ballylanders for for that final game, which is due. I, I think these games are due to take place this night week, Jack. I think they're down for the 24th, if I'm right. There, no. um, the fixtures here now. Yeah, we obviously have Camogie this weekend, so we don't have any of this football, but I will get that fixture there as you. Yeah, I honestly, I think that they're, 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 they're probably down for midweek. Um, the, the, 20... the 24th, which is a Wednesday night. Wednesday night, this, this night. This night week, they're only around the corner. Those games. Yeah. Um, so it 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 be it be a huge night. Um, it, 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 the, the permutations in Group Two are simple. Um, uh, whoever wins between Ballylanders and Elbys will be through to the semi-final. A draw and Elbys will be through because they have a better scoring difference. But in group in 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 group one, it would look to be a straight shootout um, between Monagaya and Old Mill. Drum Bradford could upset that. Now they 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 have a slightly inferior scoring difference, but um, they would they would have helped it by the win over Old Mill at the weekend. So um, that that is going to be very very interesting. Now if Mona Le- if Monaghan draw the game or Monaghan draw the game, they're through. There, there, there's, there's no yeah. other issue about it. It's as simple as that. They're through to the semi-final. Um, but you, you know, Jack, not making the semi-final may not be the end of the world. Uh, yeah. You know, teams can turn it to, to their own advantage by having the extra game. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. But by tomorrow week, we, 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 we will know what the lineup is. Yeah, for, for it's, it's been fascinating. It's been fascinating so far, and I suppose it's kind of around the board that these competitions are done so well that there is no, no real runaway teams. I know one gave been very impressive, but there's you know any game can go either way, and I suppose it makes predictions that be more enjoyable that you don't know which way any games are going to go. But that that's the latest football that we've had for the last two weeks. We'll have the the third round on the twenty fourth, as you said, this day week. But this weekend, 
we have the start of the Kamoe Championships um, across the board, senior, intermediate, junior. But with the senior championship, Matt, that's what we're going to focus on today. Just to run through the groups, in Group 1, you have Ahan, Khalidi, Krakora, and Capamore. And in Group 2, then you have Newcastle West, who are champions. Bruff, um, Granabal and Gary, and the Piersig, obviously Capamore are, are the promoted team. Just, I suppose, like the the Senior Hurling Championship, Matt, there does seem to be kind of a, a tier, we'll say, with the top four and then the rest. I know we have eight teams this year, so there's no buys, every team's out every weekend, but... You know, Newcastle and Kalidi have contested the last two finals before then that uh, you'd like a hand and Granabal and Gary had won the five in a row that those teams still look to be a bit ahead like before yeah, a ball is ever, uh, is ever poked. Yeah, they, 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 they do and um, um, it, it, it would look with, with, with the way that the groups are this year like that they, they, that they will be favourites now. Um the, 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 the top two are going straight through to the semi-finals here, Jack. The, the, uh, from, from my understanding of it, there's no quarter-finals or anything like that. It's, it's, it's straight through to the semi-finals. And we, you already at the start have some very, very interesting games. You have a hand in Kalidi. Now, that's a repeat of last year's semi-final, which was won yeah. outside in, 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 in Rahina um, by uh, Kalidi in what was it? Dreadful, dreadful day for Komogi. The, 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 the same day it was, the conditions were, were awful. Now, Kilidi, Kilidi won quite comfortably that day. And also in Group 1, you have a very, very interesting um, second game there. It's the meeting of Krakora and Kapamore. Now, this, 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 this game will mark the return of Kapamore back to senior ranks. Uh, as, as you know, they were beaten intermediate finalists in 2020. And they, they, they were champions in 2021. So this will be their first game back. And it, it will be an opportunity. Now, they travel to Krakora. It will, it will be an opportunity. Looking at the group, and this is no disrespect to Krakora and Capamore. This is a huge game for both of them. In, in that, you know, the big guns wait for both of them down the road. But yeah. now, Kalidia down and... Down a number of players from last year, um, mainly the Cunninghams who who are, who are gone abroad, and uh, and who will be a huge loss, including county player Anya. Um, they they're they're going to be a huge loss to 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 Kilidi. Um, now, if you move on to Group Two, um, you have the meeting of Newcastle West and Brough. Now, um, like Newcastle West are the champions. And like the number of players that Brough have involved with, with, with the county team now, they, they won the intermediate championship um, two years ago. And and um, you would have expected that they would be driving on now. They, they were fighting a relegation battle last year and they won that against the Beershik, but it was a relegation that didn't take place because the, the Camogie Association wanted to <coughs> ensure that there'd be eight clubs in the senior championship. And which is a good idea, and um, um, but they, 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 you know they, they're powered by a number of, of 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 very very good players like you you the like of Marion Quay there you the like of Neve Ryan there the like of Lorraine McCarthy um you you know Katie Finn and like throw into the mix now they, they they've been boosted by 
um, Mairead Ryan, who has transferred from Clooney Quinn to Brough this year. And, and Mairead is coming off after a great inter-county year. So, like, Brough should, should be stronger and, and should, should be making waves at this stage. But I'm not so sure. I think, it, it, you know, I, I, I think Newcastle West will probably still have enough for them. Now the other the other game in, in that in that particular group is Cranbell and Gary in the Pearshick. No, look, Cranbell and Gary perennially are in the closing stages of the championship, and they have the Pearshick yeah. at home, and um, it it it, it um, it's going to be a difficult game for the Pearshick, and I I find it very very hard to see beyond beyond Cranbell. Bell and Gary, but things can change from year to year. We really won't know, Jack, until we see the first round games at the weekend. They are there. All the senior games yeah, I, are on I, Saturday at yeah, six Saturday at half six. I'll just, just run through the fixtures themselves. It's, it's the team name first are home, home. So Han are home to Khalidi, Kakor at home to Capmore in Group One, both those games Saturday half six. And likewise in Group Two, Newcastle West host Brough and Granite Bell and Gary host the Pearshig. And I know you said there. That I mean, it's it's I suppose pointless enough to be, be to be guessing who will come out, but that's the kind of business we're in here. So before a ball is ever thrown in or, or a strike is ever poked, like I know I, I'd mentioned those four teams, but do you see you made a good case there for Brough? Do you see anyone breaking that stronghold when we when all is done and we have the semi-finals? I don't, Jack. I I Brough, Brough, you know, don't right off the piercing. They they, 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 they they have a lot of good players as well. But when it came down to that relegation final last year, they, they lost it to Brough. At a stage when when um, relegation was on, the, the decision was subsequently made that, that, that nobody would be relegated. So, you know, had relegation been in play last year, they'd probably play, be looking at intermediate Camogie this year, which I thought was a very disappointing <coughs> from an appearance point of view. So, yeah, because I, I, I thought Napierce were up, upwardly mobile and I still think they probably are because they, 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 have a, they have a number of players that are, you know, uh, hovering around the Limerick senior team there and were members of the junior team and uh, a number of good, useful players coming through. So, um, Brough and, and uh, Napierce would be the sides that I would see that would be most likely... Um, to break in the preserve of what is the top four of Ahan, Kilidi, Newcastle West, and Granabell and Gary. Yeah, I, I like I like Brough. Um, you know, they, they have a year's experience under their belt. And similarly, Capamore in, in their first year now, you know, they, they've nothing to lose. That they're like there's good teams there fancy their chances of breaking that stronghold, but it is hard to see past those four. Um and if it is those four to come through, do you do you see or envision a repeat of the the final from last year and also from twenty twenty, which would be Newcastle West versus Kalidi, or will someone get their chance on a county final there? Um, I, what I can't figure out, Jack, or what I can determine is, um, to how serious would be the loss of the girls that have gone abroad to Kalidi? Um, yeah. Now, Kalidi have a very, very, very strong club down down there. They have a very, very, um, very, very good uh, conveyor belt for bringing players through 
but how they can cope with the loss of those players, you know, I I think their chances of getting to the final are possibly at risk this year. Yeah, I suppose if if Neve Mackay is is playing for a hand, it's very hard to rule them out of any individual game. So you know, like it's it's anyone's anyone's game at the at the start of the year. But you'd have to fancy Newcastle as favourites to retain their title. You would, you would. There, 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 there is there is no reason to to believe otherwise. Like um, um, Cam O'Leary and Debbie Murphy, who were, who were serious players with Limerick. Um, of course, are members of Newcastle West now. They weren't available to Limerick during the during the summer, <coughs> so, so I presume, <coughs> just assuming that they may be available for Newcastle West, <coughs> which would be vital for them. But were they not, Jack? It might put a different complexion on things. Yeah, it it definitely would. Uh, it would definitely change things if if those caliber players were absent. Just running through the intermediate championships, which, which kick off this weekend as well. I just ask you to call maybe a winner or, or who you think will contest the final. You have Monaline, Kalidi, Crocodile, Finney, Emeru Bohor in Group One, and then you have Tempered Lantern, Newcastle West, and Adair in Group Two. If you were to call someone to, to I suppose, be standing tall. To end reach the final, I saw Adair in the final last year at the. It, it, um, the junior final, and I, I was terribly impressed by him. Now, Sophie O'Callaghan had um, had a fantastic year at centre back for him, and but of course they have opened the forwards a certain Miss Costello, um, yeah. who, who has put the frighteners on the nation, never mind them, um, on on other clubs in in the county. And of course they have Ashlyn Connolly, the the former Galway player, um. I, I, I don't think they are going to be lost at intermediate level. They're very, very much upwardly mobile, Jack. And if, if at this remove, if you were asking me who do I think will be in the concluding stages, I fancy Adair and Croke Kilfinney. Yeah, I, I liked what I saw of Adair last year. I would be of the mindset that Monoline can, can build on getting to the final. Like they drew with Capamore. Um, you know, in the Gaelic rounds, and could have very easily won that game. So I would be thinking Mona Lean would be my shout to come out of it. But again, it's very hard to call these things before a ball is ever plucked. And the very, general very, championship, very, then. Hard. Now, the Mona Lean are in the same group as as Pro Kilfinney, but that that won't preclude them. They, they could possibly meet in the final, actually. You know, even though they'd be in the same group, yeah. which has happened time out of mind. Um, but um, yeah, I I agree with you about Mona Lean, but I. Really impressed with it there, Jack. Um, and um, because I saw him last year, and you, at that level, if you have two or three big guns, and, and we're talking about serious big guns here, you know, um, it can take you an mm. awful long, long, long way, like him, um, like Quiva Costello, like her performance. But um, Sophia Callahan, you know, was, was absolutely imperious last year. Um, at at, at centre back, and uh, that, that that probably was the reason that partly the reason that tempted um, John John Lillis to move her to centre back because she had been normally playing midfield, wing forward, full forward for Limerick, and um, which she, she had a she had a fantastic year. And as I say, of the twin threat up front of certain Miss Costello and Ashton Conley, so uh, I agree oh, with you with. I agree with you with Mona Dean, but can they sustain it? Can they sustain it? 
I, I don't know. They probably can. They probably can. And be there or thereabouts. Yeah, I suppose Mo- Daryl will be trying to follow Mona Lean, who won the junior and then went so close to win intermediate. So that's the, the blueprint there for their Mona Lean. Will be saying to themselves, will you all win better this year? And the junior championship then, Matt. In group one, you've Munger St. Paul's, Galbally, Fianna Kilmeady, and Patrick Swell. And in group two, then June, Blackrock Effin, Ballet Brown, and Ballet Grand. Um, if you were to call, if any teams to go to there from the junior championship? Well, the, the one thing that sticks out to me straight away is a certain element of sadness to see Ballet Grand slipping down to this level. It, 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 it's not too long ago since. Um, Shorsha Bolfin, who we'll be, we'll be talking about briefly later, guided them to a county senior championship victory in Drumcolor one day. It's about less than 10 years ago. And to see him down in junior ranks is, is disappointing. Now, Galbley were runners-up last year. Um, a, a case can be made for Dune. They're an emerging force over in the East. No doubt about that. A case can be made for Black Rock Heffin. Um, uh, look, it's like the Grand National, Jack. In the junior championship, sticky pin in them. Yeah, I I just have a fancy for doing. I also picked him for the senior hurling championship. So, um, I hope you write one of my my doing calls. As you said before, before a ball is poked, it's extremely it's as hard it's hard to call a game before a final. Not to mind before a game is played in the championship. So, look the best look to all all the teams, all the players, those. Championships kick off this weekend. The junior is on Friday. The senior is is on Saturday evening. Most of these games are evening time games, so I suppose no one will be tied down by work for those. So they should be able to get out and experience them. We have a few matters. The, the the to get to actually on Friday night, Jack. Yeah, yeah, Friday night. Uh, the senior is on yeah. is on Saturday. Um, Saturday so and intermediate, and, and junior be on twelve aside on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Um, both. We've ordered. Matt, we've our predictions. We said about Sirius Bolf and the Legends game. Before we get to that, um, running out of time to get in for the the winner, the winner Peugeot with Limerick GA. Um, there's a promotional video here. We've we've given our our two cents about, I suppose, the cause it is, and it goes back into Limerick GA and Limerick. Uh, the the senior teams have been so good to us in recent years. So I suppose if if us Ten new to join isn't good enough. Maybe Adam's a glitter of delight to continue our association with Limerick GA. We've been sponsoring the Limerick footballers with his kit fan for the last 17 years. On this occasion, we're delighted to be associated with Adams of Glen. Uh, and on this occasion, uh, the lucky winner will receive a brand new Peugeot 2008 electric vehicle. It's a full electric uh, Peugeot E 208 Allure. Um, it's zero emissions, zero noise, and you're, you're feeling your carbon emissions are zero on it as well. All the proceeds of these sales go to the promotion of our games, hurling and football, and the support of the training fund. You can buy tickets in uh, multiple different ways. You can log on to the website winapuja.ie, get onto your local club, ring Limerick GAA, or even call into our dealership in Glynn, and you can get buy your tickets there physically. So 20 quid a ticket, it's Friday the 26th, so it's Friday week, is the last time to, hear, to buy one online, and then the raffle... Or the draw will be on the second of September. Um, we've had our say about the win of Huja Mets, so there's no need for us to go into it anymore. But you mentioned Sir Shabulf in there when we were talking about Komogi, and uh, he's been named the new Mead manager. I suppose there's a lot of um positive news coming out of Mead, obviously, with Colin O'Rourke going in there as 
the, the manager of the football team. Saoirse Wolfen will bring a world experience to the role. Um, his first inter-county managerial role, he's been under Davy Fitz and he was with Mead last year. It wasn't, I suppose, an ideal year for Mead. But again, another Limerick man, you know, making their their name outside of Limerick and it, it's it's all good for Limerick Hurling. We obviously saw Leo with the, the Offaly Miners, but for Saoirse, you know, huge pedigree and the more, as GA people first and foremost, the more teams competing at a high level in hurling, the better. Oh yeah, absolutely, and Shosha is a winner, and and we we we've seen it. Like, and if 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 if, if you look at Shosha's CV, um, and the formidable partnership that he formed with with Davy Fitz, um, it all started in the what was then the LIT in Limerick when he was appointed GA development officer and and they formed a partnership and guided um, LIT to um to um Fitzgibbon Cup successes in in um in 2003 and two, 2005 and 2007 and um then when David Fitzgerald in his first um stint in Waterford um he linked up with him in his last year there and then he moved to Clare and like the, the rest is history. Like uh, as a duo, they guided Clare to win the All Ireland, um, the All Ireland in 2013, and and three years later they guided them to win the first league in almost 40 years. So uh, and then it was the Wexford story, and um, into the drought of Leinster, um, into the drought for a Leinster title, um, in in Wexford in in, in 2019, um, so. Shorsa takes a very, very rich pedigree um, with him to meet. And um, whilst things um, didn't happen for me last year, um, when Nick Weir, his, 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 the man, the pre, his predecessor stepped down, um, he, he was an automatic choice for it. So, um, and I, I did mention there that he, he, he guided um, Bally Grant to a um, senior Camogie success. Now, I'm not 100% sure of the year, but, but it's about 10 years ago, but I, I'm sure of this, that he guided Bruff to Intermediate County Honours two years ago. And, of course, he's a former Limerick minor and um, has given Trojan service almost 20 years as a, as a, as a player with Bruff. And um, we wish Shorsa the very, very, very best to look and anything that comes his way by way of look, he certainly deserves it. And he's a, he's a very 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 good coach, and um, I, I I'd be pretty confident that that Mead hurling will be very much in the better of of um, of Shorsa's stint there. Yeah, he certainly brings that winning pedigree into Mead, and they'll be hoping to hit, hit the ground running um, when things resume, I suppose, in, in early January. Um, we also last week Matt had the Legends game, Limerick versus Tipperary. It's always a good day to be Tipperary. But I suppose first and foremost, it was from a, for a good cause for uh, Crumlin's Children Hospital. By all accounts, a lot of money raised, and you can still donate to, to that worthy cause on the website. The game in its entirety is available on the Sport Limerick YouTube channel or also on Facebook and Twitter. But um, you know, it, it was a brilliant day weather-wise, um, to get the funds raised for a really worthy cause. But you know, to see some of those Limerick legends in the green jersey again, you had, I suppose, Kieran Carey. Yeah, and, and Tom Conda, Maru lads, uh, the trio of Tobins, yeah. Albert Shannon. Stephen McKinney. Uh, you know, and then for Tipperary, the likes of Brendan Cummins and Owen Kelly, you know, just a brilliant day for, for the GA family in, 
in Bohern. Excellently run off by the club, I suppose. They have to be commended for organising the event uh, and putting it out there. And I suppose the heat, you'd rather you'd rather sun than rain. But in that heat, you know, you have to, to worry about lads getting hydrated and things. So a brilliant day all around, Matt. A brilliant day all round, and congratulations to Alan Foley, who was whose brainchild, you know, um, you know, and the amount of work that he put into organising it, and um, while while it, it 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 was it was great to 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 see um, some of the no, I wasn't there as I say, I was away at the weekend, but um, it was great to see some of the stars of the past coming together and. And producing a decently competitive game by all accounts, Jack. But what, what struck me was two things that struck me. First of all, it was a very, very good cause for Crumlin Children's Hospital, um, which is a very, very worthy cause. But above all, I think um, the dignity and the manner in which they honoured the memory of the late Dylan Quirk was absolutely striking um, by both sides. Um, uh, there was a minute silence, obviously, observed um, for his memory. Um, a very, very appropriate flag with an image of Dylan Quirk and a verse um, was flown during the game, after which it was um, presented to his his, form, his now former temporary teammates. Um, I, I, I think that was a moving and, and very striking part of, of, of the day. Um, uh, because it, it was a serious, you know, it, it was an unthinkable blow to the, to the, to the GA family, um, what happened to Dylan Quirk. And, um, uh, you know, full marks to Alan Foley, who, who coordinated all that and left no stone unturned, I suppose, and with the cooperation of his local club and all over there. Um, full marks all around. Great, great occasion. And perhaps maybe an occasion to be repeated in the future. Yeah, it, it certainly. I'd say every year it will it will get a crowd. Limerick versus Tip, and you know, fair play to Alan Keane for organising. But maybe it's something that other clubs could look into doing to charities close to any given club. But yeah, um, great day. Yeah, uh, because I suppose with the Jim Bulger cancer and Davy Russell cancer thing, um, charity as well. This thing is 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 becoming very very popular. Um, the using of, of, of GA players and past GA players as a vehicle for raising funds for very, very good causes and just something that's very, very admirable. And, um, you know, we, 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 we certainly could do with more of it, you, you know, because um, so often the GA are being, uh, uh, being uh, accused of taking, taking it on and giving nothing back, which, of course, is totally, totally untrue. In any oh, case, but um, it's 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 great to see it's great to see GA to the forefront of events like this, and um, well done to everybody. Yeah, a huge a huge well done to, to everybody. I suppose just as we were on there, Matt, um, another award for Grod Hegarty. I'm trying to get a picture up here, but I can't. But unsurprisingly, he was named hurler of the month for for, for July and August. I suppose there was no intercounty action. In August, but um, I suppose one five from playing All Ireland. We spoke with that. Um, a great length, three fourteen in All Ireland's in total. Shane Walsh was the, the football winner. Uh, I suppose Dave Clifford has something to say about that, but I suppose there's no harm bringing up that performance from Garrod on All Ireland final day. It'll it'll live long in the ages. Um, so well done to Garrod there for that. I suppose it'll be a nice. Yeah, but he goes back to school. 
Yeah, it, it comes, Jack, you see, it comes on the back of, of similar performances in previous All-Irelands. You know, yeah. it, it, it give you an idea of, of the character of the man that uh, on, on the big occasion, he can go out there and deliver and deliver in spades. And like the more you see of the goal, Jack, the scoring of it um, is only one aspect of it. But I, I, I think the way he won possession was absolutely sublime. The way he came onto one possession and, and made the space for himself to have the shot and give a goalkeeper of Owen Murphy's calibre no chance. So, a, a, absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to, to, to Garod. Well done. Um, very, very worthy winner. Yeah, definitely worthy winner. Um, and, and to all the winners, I managed to, to get the photo, so we might just show him. But he's a scene peers, and, and there they are with Larry McCarthy and, and Tom Parsons. And obviously, our other winner is Neva Sullivan from Mead, Lady Footballers, and Kate Nolan's picture there from Kilkenny after she helped uh, the Cats to the All Ireland title. So, Grow in a steam company, but I suppose he's a steam company <laughs> himself. Um, before we finish, Matt, they, we have they, our prediction. The others were in the were in a steam company to be with Garod. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose a privilege to be around him at this stage and in this the peak of his power, I suppose. And for a lot of the Limerick team, they, they're in their peak of their powers. And myself and John did a, a top ten list last week. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I will get yours. At some stage, but um, we'll be revealing that we did a public vote as well. We'll, we'll be revealing our lists or the, the public list very soon. But uh, uh, I went for Barry Nash as my order of the year, John went for, for Dermot Burns, he had Grode second. So we'll get yours in the meantime, Matt. Don't worry, we will get your opinion on that. But um, before we finish today, we're going to look at our predictions as always. We'll just stick to the six senior football championship games. I'll ask, I'll ask you afterwards about just maybe your opinion on the intermediate games as well. Look, if we could go through all the games, we would. And as always, it's only for a bit of fun. Uh, we're not playing at all. I won't be probably seen this year. The back won't allow me. So, uh, again, it's all for fun. The last round, Matt, was the senior hurling championship. It didn't go great for you. We both had Dune. We both had Kerry Spillane. The only game I went wrong with it was Mungers. Uh, you had Belly Brown for that, but the manner of Dunes victory, six points. I'll never, I always remember that, has got given me up to twenty one points opposed to your eighteen. So I've taken the lead. I don't think it's going to last very long. You were run away winner later, but um, we'll we'll get on to this week's games, Matt. And I, I suppose we left room earlier in the preview to maybe say why a team won. We didn't go really into major detail. So we'll start with the Thursday night game, Monaline versus. As father cases, I'm going with Monaline, Jack. I I think at this stage of the competition, their need is the greater, and I'm going by with Monaline by three points. Monaline by three. I'm going with cases by five, and <laughs> five might be a, a, a long stretch there. But Monaline have had the hurling for the last three weeks, and father cases have been free scoring, and they are going to deliver eventually. Like these minor teams are going to come through. So I think maybe Thursday. Could be the night for that. Um, Newcastle West and Galbley. I'm going with Newcastle by five. Newcastle by five. I agree with you, Newcastle. I'm going to go Newcastle by three. No disrespect to Galbley, of course, but just Newcastle have been the farm team in the championship for a long time, really. And then Clahan versus Ula. I say Clahan by a couple of points, too. Yeah, I say Ula by two. 
Fighting cool about turning around in this game. I like when we're disagreeing. <laughs> Too often that we're we're going for the same one. So uh, in Group One, you have Mona Lee, Newcastle, and Ula. I have Casey's Newcastle and Clahan. So uh, there'll be differences there when we get to the scores. Um, I suppose touching on that, you will have it really close at the top if yours come true. Obviously, Ula will move to two, Clahan will be on one, Galway on one, and the other side then. Mona Lee and Casey's be on four. Newcastle will be run away six. So. That'll be interesting if yours come true, Matt. Uh, group two, St. Kieran's versus Galtigales. Gales by two. Yeah, I'm again disagreeing with you here. I'm Kieran's by three, and it's it's nothing to do with what I've seen so far because Galtigales are very impressive against us in round two, but Kieran's are just so difficult to play against, whether it be hurling, football, checkers, rounders, they're just a dogged kind of team, and I think they can they can grind this one out. <laughs> You're laughing at me now. Uh, Ballylanders versus Kildare Palace. Kenry, can Ballylanders get off the mark? Or yeah, I, I, I'm tipping Ballylanders by two. By two, I have KP by two. One thing is, Ballylanders have always been good uh, with the backs against the wall, like last year's relegation playoffs, um, getting to a couple of finals in recent years. But I just think KP. We have been threatening so far, and we have both alluded to it that they probably should have beaten it there. Um, and they very possibly could have beat Kieran as well. So I'm tipping them to get their first well, win. Well, back well, the both of those sides should have beaten Kieran's, Jack. Yeah, you know, and that's, but, that's, no, disrespect, be, that's no disrespect to Kieran's, it's a fact of life, you know, it's, it's a fact of what happened, you know. Yeah, I just think uh, they're just threatening and. I think they can get it done. They've, obviously, they've had that break from the hurling, and my Landers have a couple of Glen Rule lads there. Just, you know, I've had three weeks in a row, so I suppose for KP, they'll be hoping for that aspect. But um, the final round, final game that we're going to go through, Ballysteen versus Adair. Uh, I'll start. I'm going Ballysteen to finally get a win over there. Um, and I'm going for three points as well, because I'm feeling good today. I'm, I'm going for Adair by three. Adair by three. So... The only one we're in agreement with is Castle. We've gone completely different on other games, which is very, very strange for us. So either I'll run away, I'll be a runaway leader, or else uh, you will retake the lead. Which I suppose, knowing us, we've never been good in predictions. So I'd say we could have a couple of draws here, Matt, um, if that's anything to go by. But again, it's only for a bit of fun. I will just run through. <laughs> There are, there are a couple there are a couple there are a couple of games there that are nailed on for draws like in reality you have Kearns and and Gelty Gales there's going to be nothing in that uh, Belly Landers and Kildama Palace can read nothing at all in that um you know they they are two games that I, I was half tempted to go for stalemates you know yeah I suppose we never go for a draw really but uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll leave are you do you want to change your mind any of those and go for do you want to go no, for no, the draw? No. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy now. Yeah. Um, look, we're going to through the intermediate games. Yeah. Um, we won't, uh, we won't keep track of, of scores or anything like that. Um, I'll just literally ask you who do you think is going to win, and you can give a points difference if you want. There's no, there's no major panic. I'm just getting the, the fixtures up here in the background because I've been known that when I go off the top of my head that sometimes I go a bit astray. So... Round three, uh, group one, Krakora Manister versus the Piercing. 
I'm going from the Pier Street, Jack. They, 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 they have full points, and, and they've, they've just been relegated. And um, now, albeit uh, two of the points were from a walkover to Brough, which is sad uh, to see any team given a walkover. Um, now, Kokora Manister will be going into the game off a win. They beat Glynn in a delayed... Um, um, their games were delayed because of, of the involvement of Garod Hegarty and, and Cahal O'Neill. And um, Pats beat him in the first round, but they, they they came back and they got a one point win over Glen at the weekend. But I I I, I fancy Nipiasik. I I fancy Nipiasik has has been very very strong contenders for outright victory in this competition. Yeah, I I I stick with Nipiasik there as well. Uh, Glen versus St Pats. I'm going for Pats in this one. Yeah, I I agree with that. And Sennans versus Bruff. Well, you know. Rough situation is 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 sad, you know. They they suffered a heavy defeat then in the first round. Failed, uh, gave a walk over to um to um the Piercing in the second round. Right? They don't think it can be any, anything but a sentence victory there, you know. Yeah, um, and then on into Group Two, Father Casey's versus Sir Griffin's, which is interesting to tell you when you consider Casey's won the junior last year, and, and you know, it seems to have a lot of momentum in that club and Griffin's who. We're in two finals, but fell short last year in the semi. I I I, I can only see one result here. Um, you know, um, and and that 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 is Gerald Griffin's. Um, the, the manner in which um, um, Mungret St Paul's defeated um, Father Casey's should send um, alarm bells ringing down in every field because it was a massive score, and and. Um, yeah, I I think Gerald Griffins. It has to be. I think Gerald Griffins to make it three wins out of three. Jack, uh, Raquel and Palace Green. I'm going for Raquel, but only just Palace Green. I've been probably. Yeah, they've, they've I... been competitive. Palace Green have been competitive, very very competitive. But I think um, Raquel, <coughs> um, after losing the first round to Gerald Griffins. Um, you know they, they 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 cannot afford to slip up again. Um, and like they were so close to Kildare Palace Kenry in the final last year that um, I would have right Kiel down as among the contenders for outright success in the competition. So would I, and I suppose probably the standout tied around Mungert St Paul's versus Drum Bradford. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's 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 the tie that sticks sticks out, um, mainly because of 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 of. Um, from Broadford's history, um, but ha- having said that, that 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 campaign has um, so far, you know, certainly hasn't um, um, hasn't lit the place up by any manner or means. They just got over Father Casey's in the first round. They were beaten by ten points in the second round by Red Keel, which is alarming. Um, I'm I'm going for Munger St Paul's in that one, Jack. Yeah, I decided Mungret there on that one. That's our intermediate championship. We went through the the senior games there, and we will keep track of those games. Um, a lot going on this weekend, Matt. Well, we went through an awful lot of it there in the in three minutes. We obviously had the start of the Camogie this weekend and the return of the football that'll take a lot of the limelight. I don't think there's any other business for us to get through. We obviously spoke about Sir Bolfin and the Legends game. Um, it's great to have you back. Um, after all of the, the weather isn't as good this weekend, but it's it's dry at the moment, so that that um that'll be good. 
I suppose for my personal point of view, I'd love to see Ballasine get that win over there, and that's what I'm going for. But uh, um, I suppose the best look to all the teams this weekend. Um, I don't know, I was listening to a while ago, but they were given out about the split season again, but sure. It just goes to show that you can see the best players with their clubs. You can go to a load of games. There's a lot of disparity of fixtures this week. We obviously have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. There's a couple of early enough games. So we're kind of getting towards that fixture list that we'd be able to go to as many games as possible. So Absolutely, Jay. It, it, it is possible. It could have been possible if you wanted to see four games this weekend, you know. And uh, I cannot understand yeah, why look- we have the same spread out in hurling. Like why we should have had four senior hurling and four Premier Intermediate hurling on uh, at the same time in eight different venues on the one night. I just, you know, maybe, maybe there's a reason for it. I, I think overall the county board are doing a very, very good job in getting our championships played and getting them run off. Um, I, I, I'll say it again at the risk of being repetitive. I think the format that we have is as good as that there is. I, I haven't seen a better format. And um, uh, but the one criticism, Jack, that that um, that, um, that that has been coming through to me since the championship started, and I'll say it again. I've said it already in this podcast two weeks ago, and that is all the games up, the hurling games up on top of each other. Like there yeah. was, as I said, this 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 weekend is the blueprint. You could see four senior games this weekend if you wanted to, and believe it or not, Jack. There are fans out there that wanted that wanted that way. They will they yeah. will go the four nights of the week, and, and we can name the usual yeah, suspects. You know, the the, the Bob Carrolls and the Sean McKinnons and the Hammy Dawsons, but there, there, there are a lot more than that there. You know, the Matt Callahans. <laughs> but um, I suppose when the when the weather is decent and you can go out at night and it, it's bright, you know, people want to get to these games, and there's a huge appetite for Limerick. Uh, GA in the in this county and long may it continue but I suppose again best looked all teams this week especially to Palestine I suppose for you to better Landers um, we, we, we won't mind if they get the win this week but Glenroo are on top at the moment for the time being so you have to be happy with how, with how the hurling is going but look great great to have you back again Matt I huge thank you to everyone that's that's watching now or will watch back later get make sure your comments in if you have any questions or comments we'll get to them next week or, or even before that but for now we'll call it a day at just under an hour and a quarter thank you Matt and we'll talk again soon impression again we get all what you put in it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it but not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence you can't get the pound's worth of goods can you Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.